But as we come to our uh, little section of scripture here in in Luke chapter 9, this is exactly what the the disciples were interested in. Let me read it for you, and I'll I'll do a little commentating, then I'll say a couple things. And I actually had a joke today, so I kind of wanted to do my joke. So, Uh, okay. So where we had left before, Jesus comes down the mountain. He comes into the valley. The disciples are having a hard time getting this one boy healed. And then Jesus comes and heals the boy who was, it was impossible for the disciples in their mind to, to capture. And this is what it says. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. I, just, I love Luke's statement right there. The majestic display of God's power. You imagine being there that day and going, now that is the thing. Jesus is the man. Okay. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, listen to me. And remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they couldn't understand it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Pause for just a minute. So can you imagine you're following Jesus. Jesus is having this spectacular moment, and you're going, Jesus is the Messiah. We saw him on the mountain. We saw him here doing this incredible thing. It is now time to install the king. Now, wouldn't it be good to be on Jesus' team as a disciple? Because guess what happens when you're on the winning team? Right? You got the great quarterback. You got, you know, you got the guy, everybody's going, whoa, okay, you, you are it. And they're saying, because their thought pattern was the Messiah was going to come and become the king that would, that would take Israel into its full glory. And Jesus in that moment said, listen, it's opposite of what you think. Remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of its enemies. Now, he'd been talking about this a little bit before. He says, I'm going to die, and they couldn't grasp it. Because the reason they couldn't grasp it was they had another agenda for what they were wanting to hear from God. They had a different agenda from what they wanted to hear from God. And the thing that was getting in their way, which we see in this passage, was their pride. Because this is common to all humans. We think we know more than God. We think we know more than God. And we presume that God is going to do exactly what we think, not what he thinks. And so he's telling them, they're going, today's a great day. Jesus is winning. And he's like, I want you guys to remember, this is not the plan. The plan is different than what your plan you think it is. And so be aware. And I, and, and I wanted to talk about pride today, but it's, it's one of those things we could just talk about it for the rest of our lives. Because pride is the original sin. The original sin was knowing more than God and doing what, what they refused to do instead of submit themselves to God, to break God's commandment, to not eat of the, of the tree in the middle of the garden. 
And so there is the same thing with us. We are, we are always aimed at our way first. And that's why in our sacred reading, it says, don't be selfish. That is the epitome of life, is to be selfish. When you wake up in the morning, first thing you do, whatever you do, you think of yourself. If you get older, you're going, am I all here? <laughs> Does anything hurt? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, how, how did I do? Did I sleep well? You know, how many times did I wake up to, anyway, uh, <laughs> those kind of things. So we were self-focused. Now, of course, you know, that, that's, that's normal. That's, that's common. But it's the American way. But because our human nature is bent on making everything about ourselves, then we can become deaf to the voice of God. And these guys were, were really deaf. He says, I want you, listen. That's what he says, listen. Now, if Jesus said, listen to me, what would you go? Uh, no. He says, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. No. You know, in another place, it says, Peter said, no. No. And he said, yes. I want you to remember this. Betrayed. Okay, but they didn't know what he meant. And the reason is because they couldn't conceive in their own mind what God was doing in their life. But we have to go on. So, and I like this. It says they couldn't understand it and they were afraid to ask him about it. The reason they were afraid to ask him about it, and this happens in our own life, we're afraid to ask God, is this really you? If you actually have a moment where you think you've heard God and you do not ask yourself, I wonder if that was God, then you have not come to the place of humility. Because humility knows a human, a hu a human person who hears God will first hear it for themselves. This is dangerous, and this is, this is why I, I, I've been in the, in the body of Christ a long time. And people that are confident of words from God that they get without saying, I wonder if that's you, are actually setting themselves up to fail in the hearing. Now, what am I saying by that? And this isn't in my notes, as usual. Nothing is. Uh, I, I, I really get that sense of the importance of us submitting ourselves first so that we can hear. Because what happens, and I, I, I've done this enough times and paid the consequences <laughs> of going, this is what God wants to do. He told me. And I've had many people, of course, over the years go, God told me to do this or that. And know what I do? Who's going to argue with God? Now, knowing that it wasn't God. But that's not for me. That's for them. So, Pride, first, is smarter than God. i got to go on, because we're getting to the good part. And so right after this, then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. You know, Jesus is telling them some deep stuff. They're in the glory, and the first thing they do is go, hey, let's have an argument. I'm better than you. I am better than all of you. Did you see me, on the, on the, did you see me here this morning? I am the pastor. Of Valley Life Church. I am being honored because honor is due me. 
I am the, you know, you guys said, the guy speaks good stuff. And I, I, I'll tell you, the, the most touching thing, this is a humble thing, was last year, we, uh, you guys wrote notes to us, and Bianca, this is what she wrote. I'll never forget it, because it actually changed my life. She wrote, Pastor Stu, keep talking. People listen to you. Because there's a lot of days where I'm like, I shouldn't even talk. Nobody's listening anyway. Right? But she said, they're listening to me. You guys are out there on the World Wide Web. You guys are listening to me. It's like amazing. I'm going to keep talking. Anyway, so anyway, so they're, they're not talking. They're arguing. And this is what they said. They began arguing with each other. Who's the greatest? And Jesus knew their thoughts. So he brought a little child to his, uh, to his side. And then he said to them, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Okay, so now they're, yeah, so now they're really, really in trouble because Jesus is saying a child has, a child has no, status, no status. You know, I mean, a little child, in those days, you could actually, like, give up your kid. You could just, like, leave him out. And it's like, oh, I don't, you know, you're giving me too much trouble, five-year-old, just leave, you know, leave him in the street. It didn't matter. They had no value. And Jesus said, no, 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 you missed the whole point. Children are the most valuable because in the kingdom of God, we are all absolutely valuable. But there's no rank because you're all now going to live by grace, not by merit. There's no, you know, everybody's got, you know, no advanced degrees, this little kid. You see this kid with an advanced degree? He has his doctorate. We should respect this. No, no, no. Not impressed. Not impressed by his doctorate. But I got to get to this last point, which, and, and I'll, then I'll back up because I think I can get to my joke. <laughs> and so whoever's the least among you is the greatest. And they could have all but just stopped right there and said, Jesus, so this is how the kingdom works. This is incredible. We want to know more. But John opens his mouth and says, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he is not one of us. Jesus says, do not stop him. Whoever is not against you is for you. Now, I have to talk about this because our pride divides us. From all relationships. Right? And so Jesus is just saying, no, no, in the kingdom we are not going to be divided because whoever's the least is the greatest. So there's how, how there, there's no pecking order. There's no, there's only grace and love. And so he turns from there and says, But what about these guys? We should be divided from them. Which brings me to my joke because you know how it is 
You know, you guys get out in the, in the oh, oh, you, you went to church yesterday? What kind of church? Oh, we went to the Foursquare church. Oh, Foursquare. Oh, I'm a Catholic. You know, it's like, oh, really? I'm, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I, you know, I, I mean, you know, that's cool. You're Christian. So anyway, so here's the joke. So this guy writes, and he says, once I saw a guy on a bridge who was about to jump. I said, don't do it. He said, nobody loves me. I said, God loves you. Do you believe in God? He said, yes. I said, are you a Christian or a Jew? I'm a Christian. I said, me too. Are you a Protestant or a Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too. What denomination? He said, Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist conservative or Northern Baptist liberal? Oh, Northern conservative Baptist. I said, me too. Northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region or North conservative Baptist Eastern region? He said, Northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region. I said, me too. Northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region, Council of 1879 or Northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region, Council of 1912. He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region, Council of 1912. I said, go ahead and jump, you heretic. (laughs) When I was studying, I thought of that. I had heard that many years ago. I'm glad it was still on the internet. Isn't that crazy? We find the smallest things to divide ourselves from one another. And Jesus is ready to do some great work in our lives, in the lives of the disciples here. He's ready to, like, launch. This is it. He's heading heading to Jerusalem. And they were picking about dumb stuff. If you're a Christian, that means that you had set your heart on wanting God. And in that process, you discovered that Jesus died for your sins because you're a sinner. How many sinners we got here? Okay. Now, who's the worst sinner here? (laughs) I am the worst sinner. No, no. I'm worse than you. No. Okay, but then we have the high, you know, we're not like the high and holy. Now, you got to remember that these disciples, they grew up in a culture of religion where guys were walking around with robes going, I am better. But we can go the other direction where we can go, I am the worst. No, we're not either. We're the greatest in the kingdom of God when we say, I have no status except that Jesus loved me. And I trusted this death on the cross to save me from my sins. And now I can enter into a place where I don't have to worry about anybody in the world where I fit in. Because I already fit into his plan. So that's my 15-week sermon in 15 minutes. The thing that struck me as I was looking at this is it, 
is that there's so many different ways that our flesh will lead us to pride. And every time it does, it leads us, tries to lead us away from God. And I want to encourage you, maybe this week, as you look at the different ways that you reflect to yourself. It might be, like Omri was saying, if we don't love ourselves, that's also a form of pride. I'm the worst. And people even say that. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm a terrible person. Or I'm not as good as you. Now I can get into comparison. Right? Or we can say, no, no, I've made it. I got it. All of that now Jesus brings to the same place in the cross. There's no higher, no lower, no wider, no deeper. All the importance that the world puts on stuff, he can now say, grace to you. In your hearts, make sure that you're not divided against anyone. Because we have groups, right? You know, John says, what about those guys? Republicans, independents, the Green Party, right? We base our affinity in love and in truth and in grace. Nothing more, no affiliation, no denomination, but simply the kingdom of God and God's grace. All right, let's close in prayer. Lord, this is actually a a heavy message because we get wrapped up in our pride. Who we are, what is our purpose, what's the meaning? And you've already spelled it out for us. Our purpose is to receive the love of God and the forgiveness that comes through his death on the cross and then to be placed in a kingdom where we are now a family, unified together, going in the same direction of learning to love one another. Lord, I pray that that message would just ring in our hearts and that at every point where we see that ugly serpent's head of pride in our life, that we root it out. And instead, to submit ourselves back to you and say, Our Father in heaven, we worship your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thank you for appreciating me today. I'm much appreciated. And I'll keep talking uh, as long as the Lord gives me breath. How about that? All right. Love all, all of you guys uh, so much. And uh, you're, you're on my prayer request. If I don't have something specific for, for you, you have something that you're praying about, you're like somebody to join, join me, um, feel free to tell me, email me write it on a post note and put it in my pocket um, because I've, I've uh, enhanced my practice of prayer in recent days and uh, have been enjoying 
spending time with your faces before God. And uh, sometimes I don't know what's, what you guys are praying about. And so this is my thing. I'm angry. No, not angry. I'm passionate that the kingdom of God would come on earth as it is in heaven. And I want us, and the way that we see that mostly is when our prayers are answered, when things that we don't believe God could do, I mean, we've, we've become discouraged. And so whether it's your healing, whether it's some movement uh, of relationship, uh, I, I want to see God power through that. I'm committed to it. This is, this is the rest of my life. And I will do whatever my role is to help see that accomplished. So let me partner with you. And let's partner together um, till we see his kingdom come. Did we sign off from the, the, the oh, so they're getting afterthoughts? Okay, we'll see you guys. I'm finished with my afterthoughts. We're going to go eat lunch. God bless you. Have a great day. All right, all of you, break.